to the not so traveling introvert today we're going to talk about seven steps of dealing with different difficult situations now in any interaction there is normally a balance of factors there's normally you the other person involved the environment and the situation you how you're feeling that day how you've reacted to similar circumstances based on past experience. For example, you arrive at work having missed the bus and gotten caught in the rain. As you approach your desk, the phone is ringing and you haven't even had time for your first coffee. How will you react? Then there's the them. How are they feeling that day? How they habitually react to circumstances based on learned behavior. For example, a disgruntled customer has been waiting on hold for 10 minutes and now you tell them you're not the person who can help. How might they react? Then there's the environment. The physical environment can influence how someone reacts. For example, an enclosed space can make some people nervous and more prone to anger because of anxiousness. A website where the buyer has to navigate numerous options and pages can have an irritating effect. And then there's the situation. And this means the actual situation why they might be in contact with you, what has led up to it. It could be that a product is broken or they can't find their logging details or they're still waiting for a refund or they can't get through to tech support. In each situation, these factors intersect in slightly different ways, depending on what's happening for you and for them. You'll never know exactly what baggage the other person is bringing to the conversation. This means you should be prepared for the interaction and focus on how to bring out the best in them by bringing out your best self, no matter what happened that day. So something to think about is seven key steps. Step one is to remain calm and don't be defensive. Never let your own feelings get out of control. Uh, number two will be to listen. Active listening means that you're really listening and taking in what they're saying rather than thinking of what you're going to respond straight away. Show a genuine interest and ask follow-up questions. Wait until they calm down. Letting them get their feelings off their chest without interrupting. Don't tell them to calm down because this will feel patronizing and escalate the situation. More, most people eventually run out of steam if they're allowed to get it out of their system. If, if necessary, apologize. That little word sorry could be all they're looking for. Step five, find common ground. If you only focus on the point of disagreement, the other person may feel like they're banging their head up against a brick wall. Try and find some common ground early in the conversation. This method shifts the dynamic away from being confrontational, which suggests it's you against me, rather than it's you and me against whatever the problem is. And there's some statements that you could state that will help make that clearer. Uh, number six, move them towards an endpoint. Step six. Long rambling conversations can go off track, so help the other person to stick to the point. Once they've had time to vent, they may start again and you'll feel like you're going around in circles. So 
try and get them to an end point because that's how you're going to figure out what the next steps are, what the alternative is and what you can offer as a solution. And then finally, be clear about the next steps. So the next steps are what happens now? What happens next? Always end the conversation with a concrete plan for moving forward. State clearly what you, what you can do, what they can do, steps that can be taken and make sure that it happens. And so that's a way of using seven key steps to take the heat out of a conversation and make it a win-win situation. Thank you for listening. This is Janice at thecareerintrovert.com, building, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week.